0: Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Hey, welcome back to On the Table Gaming. I'm Chase. And I'm Josh. And uh, today we're going to talk about the tactics cards that come in the starter set for A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game.
1: Yeah, so this is definitely one of the uh, one of the cornerstones uh, of this game is the you know the the careful planning and use of your tactics cards. Uh, so what we're going to do kind of is run through um, you know all the various uh, cards that you have available, when we should use them, and uh, talk a little bit more about them. So should I just get started here, Chase? On yeah. Some of those Stark cards? Mr.
0: Stark, uh, take us away. <laughs> and I'll right. groan as you go through some of these that I've been particularly <laughs> brutalized by.
1: Cool. All right. So let's talk about the very first card apropos for the Starks Winter is coming. When a friendly unit declares a charge, your opponent may not play tactics cards or use orders for the remainder of this turn. If you control the combat space on the tactics board, uh, any enemy they charge also becomes panicked. What do you think, Chase? Oh, okay. Um, This is one that I didn't think was going to be
0: as impactful, but I've definitely really suffered from this, especially when I'm looking forward to uh, using a card that would be from one of my commanders. It's going to give like an armor defense, or if I wanted to play like... Wealth of the Rock to boost my defense to to mitigate the way you're charging in and doing damage. I'm sitting there smugly waiting, and then, nope, winter's coming, and now my yeah. unit's actually taking like significant damage.
1: Yes, just
0: just a great card to pull out, and and uh, you particularly use this really effectively. Am on a scale of uh, winter is coming or summer is here. This is definitely winter is coming.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think winter is coming is like. It's pretty much always useful, you know, if you're charging it to something that is dangerous, has a dangerous passive ability, like, you know, Lannister Supremacy, and they have a, a guard captain, so you're worried about them triggering that order, you know, this just turns that ability off, which is uh, really good. If you think that they might have a tactics card to throw down, you know, if you really want to make them panicked, it, it can be extremely, extremely versatile. Now, one thing that's really important to note, and this was a bit of a point of controversy in the early you know weeks of the game, is that this card actually can be canceled by a card we're going to talk about later, Counterplot. So even though it says that you cannot play tactics cards, that is supplanted by the counter effect uh, of Counterplot. So just one thing to keep in mind. Good point. Okay, so you ready for the next one, Chase? All right. All right, so next up here we have Sudden Charge. When you claim any zone on the tactics board, you may replace that zone's effect with one friendly unit may make a free charge action, and if you control the maneuver space, any enemy they charge also becomes vulnerable.
0: Oh, God, I hate this one, too. <laughs> this one I have bad memories of as well.
1: Yeah. Well, so this really plays into the stark strength of being able to move, uh, especially being able to move somewhat unexpectedly, right? So suddenly, you know, you you think you've closed off the maneuver zone, so uh, there's really no way for me to get around behind you or to to pull off a charge. Uh, Suddenly, you get a sudden charge.
0: Yeah, and usually that sudden charge, you know, it's just making a charge action, but usually you're using this to get a charge into the flank or rear of my unit. So it's actually a free charge and panic and armor negatives to my unit that's getting hit. Yeah, this can be a real pain, uh, and usually I'm watching for this. This is the one I'm worried about.
1: This is really good for if you if you take the maneuver zone first with a unit like, say, the Berserkers, and you use that maneuver to put them in the flank or in the rear of an enemy, and then when you take your next NCU action, you then play this card to have them charge, and then when you activate the Berserkers, then you just take, uh, you know, then you make another attack action. So it's a really good way to deal a ton of damage with the same unit and get them into the vulnerable flanker sides of an enemy. And, and not only is it the vulnerable flanker side, but you're actually giving them
0: a vulnerable token if you've got that maneuver zone. Exactly. So, oh.
1: That's... Vulnerable with Sundering is always a good combo. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So then the next one we have here, Direwolf's Fervor. Uh, so when a friendly unit suffers a panic test that unit gains plus one to their panic test role and an additional plus one for each destroyed rank If you control the combat space one enemy engaged with that unit also suffers d3 wounds
0: So this card as a Lannister player playing against you I think is always hilarious because whenever <laughs> we you play this card. I play my counter version where yeah. you're getting a negative one And a negative one for each rank Uh, i'm still taking d3 wounds usually though maybe you're becoming panicked um so you know i'd be interested to see you know what you think the value of this card is and also um you know it's probably important to note that this will be very different against other factions when they come
1: out it definitely so against the lannisters this card sucks it's it's just a it's a serious because here's the thing most of the time you're getting plus one if your unit is is you know in sort of more trouble it's going to start getting additional plus ones. But plus one is like nothing when you're playing against the Lannisters. They're usually doing with like minimum minus two to your morale. You know, I've got Cersei out there, you got another minus two. There's uh, all kinds of different effects they could throw in to even further reduce. You know, one of the cards we're going to talk about in a little bit is another way to further reduce my morale. I mean, all this really does is cancel the minus one from taking the crown space. So it doesn't really help in most cases. So I just try to burn this when I have a chance because it honestly, the odds of it Bailing you out of a, a really dire situation, or not not that great. But I'm dumb ching. <laughs>
0: um, I, I I love it when you play this card because um, it is it does d three wounds sure, but like yeah. you're, it if means you you're, <laughs> yeah you're not you're not playing you know like sudden charge. Then you know you're always like I got a card to play. And I'm like, Wait, what? What's happening? And it's like oh, I oh, thought you were
1: going to say you liked when I play it because you get to laugh in my face. When well, it doesn't I mean do anything it's and I mean this <laughs> with
0: all the the uh implication it's a cute card like i'm like i got i give you minus six what are you doing i'm getting plus one to that okay so minus five okay go <laughs> ahead so maybe not their strongest card against the lannisters i mean every little bit helps right we're you know we're right. joking Oh, uh, so minus six to a minus five okay um yeah. that helps but it just as Nothing. a tactics card compared to some of the other options of things you can do it it pales in comparison in this matchup
1: yeah, and this is something I would say just generally about tactics cards. I know I mentioned it before, but, like, these are, like, the bullets in your gun. You just got to, you know, get through the clip. You know what I mean? Like, if you've got options in your hand, you know, use them. Uh, one of the worst things you can do is sit on, like, your first hand of three cards and not play them for an entire game. Saving up your you... dire wolf's fervor. <laughs> I like, yeah, got like, oh, man, this is going to stick when I... You know, lose one less guide of a Lannister supremacy roll, and then you're like, "All right, well, that whole time, that's just holding a spot in your hand doing nothing at all." So, <laughs> I mean, you know, don't don't get glued to that like you know perfect storm of being able to use this, especially against the Lannisters. I mean, you know, you're right though when it when it comes to other armies, like if you're fighting another Stark army, that'll actually be pretty useful. But otherwise, not so much. Okay, so next card here, uh, you may remember this from the show, and it is the north remembers. So when a friendly unit is destroyed, target a friendly unit and remove one activation token from them, which they say in parentheses they may be activated again this round in case that wasn't obvious. And then it says or they may restore up to 3 wounds. If you control the combat space, they gain both effects instead. So what's this card doing Chase?
0: Uh what the what? This is <laughs> this is a this is a great card. And when you've got um you know, some of your scary units, like Berserkers, this is a great way to really molt through some Lannisters. You know, the North Remembers, usually it's the Lannisters, remember, after you play this <laughs> card, because that, that can really pack a punch. And I kind of like to scoff a little bit at, like, the Stark Tactics cards. They are good. They're equal. They're comparable to the Lannisters. But at some reason, I, I like to think look, look down on them a little bit, because I feel like, you know, the Lannisters have a few really cool ones that I personally think synergize really well. This is just a reminder, these cards really, with the right unit placement, these tactics cards can do so much work. And I think I'm really worried about how this will synergize with future units. I mean, as things like the, uh, the Great Axes come out, units that I want to burn down and, and, and deal with quickly, like for them to be able to do more work, that's going to be problematic for me.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a big it's a big deal for sure. It's a super powerful effect. They just look over, see their buddies get chopped down. It's like, oh no, you didn't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. That's in exactly.
0: And that's what your berserker sound like. I'm gonna picture that from <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're very sassy. Okay, uh, those Viking guys. <laughs> uh, okay, so then speaking of sassy, Northern Ferocity. Uh, when a friendly unit makes a melee attack, this attack gains Sundering. Defenders suffer minus one to their defense save rolls. And if this unit has only one remaining rank, it also gains Vicious, so defenders suffer minus two to their panic test. And if you control the combat space, the defender also becomes vulnerable.
0: So So that's a lot
1: of, uh, you know, kind of if options here. What do you think?
0: Yeah, so I feel like you've played this in a variety of different situations, and I'm not sure, you know, what your big picture take on this is, but in the times that you've played this with only one remaining rank, it's been kind of like a, it seems like you're kind of cleaning your hand. You're like, I'm gonna just get this down. It's got one rank left. This unit's maybe losing, but I'm I'm gonna try and punch back a little bit with it. So it's like, you know, you're already in a tough spot and trying to just like get the last bit of value from your unit. And so not always as impressive. Or you've used it in times when you want to really maximize your Sundering and That's, you get like a yeah. flank charge and you play it then. I think in that case, like really the top line, this attack gains Sundering. I think that often seems to be more impactful against my units than the the, the secondary part. You know, if you've only got one remaining rank, it has Vicious. Um, but that could have just been a few scenarios we've had. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I find myself, if I have this in my hand and I have like a, an Outrider attack that's going into a flank or something like that, I just throw it down for the Sundering. Uh, you know, this is another kind of card that you can get trapped into thinking, okay, I'm just going to give it till round six when my Berserkers are on their last two guys and then they're going to have the most sick attack ever uh, and then you just wind up never using it, you know, or or that could have been a different card the whole game. So I think, you know, if you have a pretty good chance to do some damage... I usually just throw it down. Um, But, you know, if you think that you're really lining something up and you're, you know, thinking like next level beautiful mind scenario where, you know, you're 10 steps ahead of your opponent and you could really go like plan to have one rank left uh, and take the combat space before you play this card, then great. I mean, if that happens to come up, cool. But if not, I mean, it's sundering on its own is a very powerful effect. So if you play this at the right time, it can really make a big difference. Okay, so next up here, we've got Swift Advance. When a friendly infantry unit activates, that infantry unit may make a free maneuver action. If you control the maneuver space, uh, this unit also gains plus one movement and may re-roll any charge distance dice this activation.
0: Your infantry that I'm scared of are your berserkers. Uh, And I feel like you often play that on that unit in particular. Uh, Sworn swords, meh. Like, I'm not really that worried. And so what ends up happening with this particular movement is that uh, it... You know, this, you have a berserker unit now that can either have a swift advance car- tactic played on it or a sudden charge. Uh, you know, I'm just, I, it really doubles down on me now being afraid of a, a, you know, a specific unit or combo on the table. Um, and I think in some ways that can be a disservice because, um, you know, the, some of the other infantry options you're using are not as threatening. So I, if I know that this is a, a thing I have to worry about, I can start to really plan my deployment or my, my maneuvers around being like the berserkers are going to do something crazy so it's good you know but i don't know i i'm usually just you know it's it's good on a particular unit and that's the unit i'm already worrying about so it's kind of like an added it's like a win more card um think
1: so?
0: <laughs> i think so what do, you, what do you what do you what do you think
1: i love this card it's so good you can, you can basically always get a flank charge off using this card. So ah. I mean, if you look at what the card's trying to get you to do is to control the maneuver space first, cause that is going to give you a maneuver. So like, let's say I have my berserkers and they're kind of far away or they're a little bit off to the side. So what I would do is, you know, you take the maneuver zone, you maneuver them. You think, okay, no big deal. Then you play this card when you activate them, they get a free maneuver. Now they're moving at seven inches. Okay. So they're basically like a, a, the fastest cavalry unit hmm. in the game. You get in behind or next to a unit, and then you get your charge where you're pretty much guaranteeing that you're going to impact successfully with that charge. You can cover a huge amount of distance uh, by doing that. Even if you don't take the maneuver space, you're still getting that free maneuver, and you're uh, still going to do that before your activation. I mean, it basically turns Berserkers into Horsemen for a round. So it's a, it's a pretty awesome ability for
0: sure. I guess, you know, one of the things I, I got to realize, I got to play more Starks, I guess, because I'm not even thinking as in that sort of way a lot of the times. I'm, I'm in like these slow blocks that I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to sit here and, and take hits. And I'm thinking yeah. about, like, how do I mitigate damage from getting charged in the side? But now I'm yeah. thinking, you know, one of the problems I often have is I, I got to get to these objectives. I got to get to them. And now I'm seeing, you know what? This could be really useful for even just something like that. Uh, let alone getting the the charges and the extra damage from from flanking. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch this one. Now that I know, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this podcast and take some notes. And uh, <laughs> next time we play, I'm gonna be like, Oh yeah, Swift Advance. That's a good one you too. Take a,
1: you take the maneuver zone. You move six inches. Yeah. You take your free maneuver for another seven, so it's 13. You could take a march action at 14 inches. So what is it? 27 inches that you've covered in one turn. Oof. I mean.
0: If Holy you're crap. just
1: trying to run run across yeah. the table, you know that's a massive, massive amount of distance to cover. So, I mean, you could do a lot with that card.
0: I, I feel a little bad right now. We did get a Facebook message from someone saying, uh, "Hey, could you do a, a video or talk about how to protect your Lannister crossbowmen from getting charged?" And I was like, "Yeah, no problem. I got this." And now I'm like, all these things you're talking about, like, yeah, the, <laughs> those, if those Lannister crossbowmen really want to get killed, like, you're gonna have to yeah. be really
1: careful. All right. Well, we got next up here. <laughs> <laughs> we got the devastating impact. Um, actually, if I run back real quick to talk about those cross women, uh, what I would say is, you know, the cross also like the maneuver zone too. I think I mentioned that before, but that's something that's a little bit overlooked a lot of times is that, you know, that's a great way to keep them out of range, keep them pointing towards the enemy. And that's really what you need to do with those guys. All right, sorry. Uh, so let's see. We had next up, uh, Devastating Impact. So when a friendly unit charges, that unit may re-roll their charge distance die, and their attack deals plus two automatic hits. Uh, if you control the maneuver space, the unit automatically counts as having rolled a six for their charge distance, and they roll and they sorry, they sorry deal plus two automatic wounds instead of hits. What
0: do you think, Chase? Whew. All right. Automatic hits are really good. I don't know. I, I feel like the the uh just pushing on hits and pushing on wounds that was a distinction that early on that I, I didn't really pay enough attention to and you know two hits like if it's on my guardsman, yeah, I got three plus save, that's great. Um, but getting the the plus two automatic wounds, it's only two, but that that really adds up because you're also getting in the 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 reroll on their charge attack like a lot of times I don't factor that in. So, because you're charging, you're allowed to get your just native rerolls on that. So, it's plus two wounds in addition to the damage you're going to be doing. And the Starks are a little bit more punchy uh, with their charges as it is. So, you know, this can really help you mulch or finish off a, a, a key unit. Um, you know, down the line for those units of free folk coming out, like, man, you're going to really grind through some units with this.
1: Yeah. Without a doubt, I mean it's a it's a good way to just throw in a little extra damage on top, especially if like you know when you're talking about like berserkers where they have sundering, or if you're outriders in the flank, so you're getting like a minus one. You know, plus two hits is great. Um, if you do have the maneuver zone, plus two wounds is that's really good because then you're talking about you're definitely going to trigger a panic test. Uh, you're talking about it doesn't matter what kind of armor uh, you know the unit you're fighting has. They're taking two models off the table or taking two wounds to a horse. So it's it's definitely a, it's a pretty good card. I would say it's not necessarily uh, as punchy as some of the other options. Uh, you know, like for example. Um, you know, northern ferocity which just straight up gives you sundering i think that one's a little bit better as an offensive power uh but you know two bonus hits is always tasty okay uh so you want to talk about some commander tactics cards for the starks there chase
0: yeah let's do it the starter set's coming with rob stark and great john uh, great john umber um which of those two commanders have you been kind of like leaning towards more in the games we've been playing
1: so I, I really like Rob Stark um, and and that's really primarily because I've been playing a lot of that Wham list that wolf spam. <laughs> uh, you know I, I like that he comes with a wolf. Uh, his cards uh, I think are also super fun to play with because of their maneuverability. Uh, I think you know great John Umber a lot of his you know uh, abilities are are pretty good, but a lot of them also rely on taking some damage or hurting yourself. And so, you know, I've been kind of leaning more towards the Rob Stark maneuver of kind of, you know, getting you out of position, making sure I'm in your flank, making sure I'm not there when you go to counterattack.
0: Yeah, man, you're you're really working on your fundamentals and that's going to pay off in the in the long term. I got to make sure I'm I'm practicing my maneuvers. <laughs> So the first uh, Rob Starr card we'll look at is Hit and Run. After a friendly unit completes a melee attack, that unit may make a free retreat action and automatically counts as rolling a six for their retreat distance. If, that unit, uh, if you control the maneuver zone, any enemy they disengage from becomes weakened as well. So how have you been using this in your games?
1: Well, this is a great way, you know, if you start the, uh, you know, your action engaged, especially if it's a unit that doesn't want to be in melee, uh, it's a really great way to just pop out uh, and avoid a counterattack. You know, if we're talking about Outriders, for example, um, you know, you've charged them earlier, so then they go ahead and take their melee attack and then they can back out. Uh, so this way, uh, they're avoiding potential reprisal from other enemy units. Um, the other sort of side benefit, of course, is that if you do control that maneuver space, which a lot of times you are, um, enemies that you disengage from also become weakened. Uh, and so that's just more insurance for later so that if you're just like, you know, you you can back up, you can't really get completely out of their range. Um, it's a good way to just ensure that if you are going to take another hit from those guys, uh, that it is going to be a little less damaging.
0: Now, now, how good do you think this is relative to the other Stark tactic cards? Like, would you Sansa Stark go back and grab this out of the the
1: pile? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no I, okay. I I think it's I think it's decent. I think you know Rob Stark's cards tend to be pretty situational. Uh, you know, and the, these tend to kind of stick around in my hand for a pretty long time. Um, it's it's it can be good though, but it's again you have to like find yourself in the right situation where you do want to attack and then get out of the way. Um, it's pretty useful. Uh, You know, you're definitely going to be making melee attacks, and it's a a good way to, like, kind of start shifting around and getting positional advantage. Uh, But it's not necessarily something I'm, like, you know, going crazy over. All right, so the next one is superior positioning.
0: When an enemy unit charges, that enemy must roll an additional charge distance die and select the lowest result. If the enemy is charging Rob Stark's unit, Rob's unit may make a three-movement maneuver before that enemy moves. All right, what do you think about that?
1: I mean, this can be awesome. It can be awesome. I find that, like, a lot of times in the games that we've been playing, uh, it does tend to be that we're so close together, it doesn't really matter that much. But, you know, if you're trying to make that Hail Mary, trying to reach me to get that final charge off, um, you know, this is a really awesome way to just kind of skip out of the way. Uh, You know, three inches can be the difference between success and failure, especially if I'm forcing you to roll... Uh, two dice so a lot of times what i end up doing is i throw rob stark uh in with my unit of stark bowman so this way uh his default ability is that he can force you to you know uh take a um uh, disorderly charge right Uh, but he can also if i have this card he can play it to just pop out of the way so if you're trying to charge into me i'll just go nah it's okay i'll just take a couple steps back and watch you flail around
0: curse you rob stark
1: (laughs) Alright, tactical never expected them to move slightly backwards. Yeah, just just a
0: sidestep, just a step. <laughs> it's like, oh man, we just missed them. Alright, the last card for Rob Stark. Tactical regroup. When a friendly combat unit activates that unit and make a free retreat action and restore up to D three wounds, if that unit is within long range of Rob Stark, any enemies they disengage from also become vulnerable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is another like sort of the similar theme to hit and run. Uh, where, you know, you're activating your unit uh, and then you get to make a free retreat action and restore d3 wounds. Uh, So if you're thinking about this, like if you have a unit that starts to turn engaged in combat, this allows you to pull out, get some health back, and then you can charge back in. Or, you know, decide to move out of the way. Uh, The other nice thing there is that if you're close to Robb Stark, uh, the enemies that you disengage from become vulnerable. So if, for example, you're using a unit of Bowman, uh, and let's say they get charged, you can use this to pull back, restore D3 wounds. If Rob Stark's in that unit, that unit becomes vulnerable, and then you can shoot them with your bowman. Uh, so it's a pretty powerful effect uh, if you want to get somebody out of trouble.
0: Yeah, I feel like you play this really well, and uh, it's always like at the most inconvenient time for me, um, particularly like those moments where I'm like, Gotcha! And you're like, yeah, no, you no, you didn't really. And uh, and then I realized you were just like waiting all along to play that tactics card. And, you know, all my planning was for naught.
1: But all right. Let's so then t- we want to go into uh, great John Umber.
0: Let's do it. Somebody a little bit more uh, straightforward and relatable. I get what he's about more. <laughs> so let's start off with a uh, berserker tactics. So when a friendly unit makes a melee attack after attack dice are rolled, the defender suffers D3 wounds. After this attack is completed, unless this unit only has one remaining rank, it suffers that many wounds as well. If this unit is a House Umber unit, you may deal three wounds instead of rolling.
1: I think that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, the thing is, of course, that you know you're taking some damage back, right? Unless you only have one rank left, so. Uh, I think this one combos really well uh, with, of course, Stark Fury. So, if you get down to that last rank with your Stark Sworn Swords, you know, you throw out this attack, you play it here, you're not taking those reflective wounds, and then you're dealing D3 wounds. Potentially, if it's a House Umber unit, you're dealing three wounds instead of rolling. So, it's a pretty good effect. You know, if you really have to push damage through, uh, this is a good option. Like, let's say, for example, you know, your really cheap unit as has attacking, say, the mountain that rides, you know, this is a great way to punch in some damage that he can't avoid. Um, but, you know, you have to be aware of that, of that damage coming back to you as well.
0: And that's a fine line. Uh, that makes it really situational as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right, last stand. When a friendly unit is destroyed, that unit may make one free melee attack using its highest attack die value before being removed. If this is a House Umber unit, That Defender also becomes vulnerable.
1: Yeah, so this is pretty awesome. I mean, you know, you can see... I don't know if you remember that old uh, uh, Beast of War uh, uh, Let's Play that was, you know, way back when they were still doing the Kickstarter. Uh, But he uses a pretty devastating effect. You know, obviously, this is probably, you know, the best when you're using Berserkers. You know, you get that one last uh, super attack before they go down. Um, and of course that would be a house umber unit so they'd become vulnerable so definitely it's a super useful ability the, the thing i don't like about it is the fact that it does rely on your unit being destroyed which of course i always try to avoid so it's one of those things where it's a play style thing right so if you're playing great john a big part of what you're doing is you're just trying to kill them before they kill you it's not necessarily about uh, survival and outplaying your opponent
0: i'm really not looking forward to trying to to wipe out your future unit of house umber great axes and having your <laughs> your final finally destroying the unit and having you do a an eight die like mighty cleave attack yeah. before being taken off the table that's that's gonna really stink
1: right yeah it's gonna they're, they're gonna have some uh, with with more umber units coming down the road uh, i think that's gonna be you know just get better and better
0: All right, and then finally, Lash Out. After a friendly unit is attacked with melee, if this unit has one destroyed rank, deal the attacker D3 wounds. If it has two destroyed ranks, deal D3 plus two wounds instead. If this unit is a House Umbra unit, you may automatically count as having rolled a three.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about this, you know, you're getting attacked with melee. So this is the closest thing the Starks have to uh, Lannister Supremacy. So you'd you'd quickly realize how bad it feels when you take damage on your turn. But basically here, you know, if you have one destroyed rank, attacker takes D3 wounds. Two destroyed ranks deal D3 plus two wounds. And if you're House Ombra, you automatically count as having rolled uh, a three. Now, here's the thing also. If you have no destroyed rank, I'm assuming they take no wounds. Yeah, I, I I think this is kind of a dead card until, of course, you start taking damage, which is, of course, is definitely going to happen at some point. Uh, Whether
0: you run through a spike barricade or,
1: uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really like this is a deck where, okay, I want to have a whole bunch of berserker units. I want to have guys that are gonna, you know, not stick around very long, but I'm they're gonna I'm expecting them to do more damage than they take back.
0: And so, all in all, you can get a lot of options with the the Stark starter set in the in the box set, and then, yeah. and then when you get into the Heroes box set, I'm realizing now just how much gets added in by making that one additional unit box expansion. The number of tactics cards and the different play styles definitely something you're going to think about adding in. Although these guys that are in here are pretty st- sturdy. Like these are some. You're going to get a lot of mileage out of these commanders in the starter set.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, just out of the starter set alone, you're talking about two commanders that play completely different styles of game. And so it's great. You can really see their character kind of go all the way through the rest of your list building and how those units play. You know, a unit of Stark Sworn Swords plays way different in a Robb Stark army than it does in a Great John Umber.
0: And that's what really makes this game so much fun is, like, the layers like this. So that's
1: our wrap-up of the tactics cards provided
0: in the starter set for the Song of Ice and Fire miniatures game for House Stark. And next time, we're going to be talking about the Lannisters and the tactics available to them and how they're going to get their, their vengeance and destroy all those pesky, pesky Starks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Help build the community. And we hope you get your models on the table.